Are you thinking about going out this weekend? Are you thinking about messing around and finding out? Well, when you do mess around and find out, you may end up in jail, whether it be Hines County, Rankin County, Madison County, or any of the little towns in between. And if you do, hey, look, I have a long and glorious history of messing around and finding out. And I wish I'd had a bail bondsman like Liberty Bell Bonds. If you end up in jail this weekend, get out of jail by calling 601-825-1077. That's Liberty Bell Bonds serving Jackson and all surrounding areas. So if you mess around and you find out, call Liberty Bell Bonds and they'll bond you out. 601-825-1077. Again to the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at How About... Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center, right down there in Crystal Springs, Mississippi. That's right. Get on down there. You're looking for a good vehicle in the ten to twenty thousand dollar cash range. They got you covered. They got you covered. You know what's really cool too is the the proceeds after they pay their employees and all that good stuff goes to funding Mercy House Teen Challenge, which helps bait, beat addiction and put fathers back in homes. So you can sell a car, buy a car, and and do a good deed all in one fell swoop. And hey, have you got an old vehicle sitting around you need to get rid of? Been trying to sell it, won't sell, running, not running. If you got a clean title, donate it to them. Get the tax write off. That could end up being worth more than what you sell it for at the end of the day. Uh, I'm sitting here looking on their Facebook page at some of the stuff they have available. Now, this was posted on August 29th. It may or may not still be available, but... They've got a nice looking truck here. Man, I, you know, man, I, I'm a sucker for Toyotas, man. They got a 2015 Toyota Tacoma, 127,000 miles. Um, it doesn't have the price listed here on social media, but check it out. MercyHouseAutoCenter.com. Look here, man. They got a 2015 King Ranch F 150, only 100,000 miles. That ain't going to last long. That ain't going to last long. So get down there, check them out. Drive a little, save a lot. Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center. Right there in Crystal Springs. Website, mercyhouseautocenter.com. Mercyhouseautocenter.com. All right. So, as I was sitting around watching primetime, great game. Man, that's the first Saturday in a long time y'all ain't had to work. We'll get to that, too. That's the first Saturday in a long time I ain't had to work. So I sat back. My girlfriend went out of town up to her folks. Up to her folks, I was like, "I'm just going to veg out on football today, and just, just let's take it back, rewind things a few years, like I'm a single man again, just sit on the couch, watch football all day, and not have to answer nobody." The Colorado TCU game was first up. Man, made me just watching that game made me fall back in love with college football again. I was like, this is great. I Both defenses were terrible. I could have scored on them. <laughs> I'm kidding. They were bad, though. And I run to the – I go to make a B-double-E-double-R-U-N. I'm like, I'm going to go get some beer. It's, it's after lunchtime now on a Saturday. All's fair. So I go to the store, and, of course, the game ends. When I'm in the store, I see the, the final score. And Dion and them pulled it off. They had won. What was it, 47 to 44, something along those lines. High-scoring game. I mean, Dion, 
He's got he's got potentially three Heisman Trophy candidates on that team. We're going to see how the year shakes out. Uh, I think number one, of course, is Travis Hunter, who for the first time, I think in 20 years, we watched a player play a substantial amount on both sides of the ball. Amazing to watch. That was so fun. That was a big recruit that came to Jackson. That was that number one overall recruit. Dion's first big recruit that came to Jackson. He he barely played at JSU, I think, because of injuries and whatnot. But that was that's what got JSU all them headlines. That number one recruit that was Travis Hunter, big grab man. We're seeing just how big of a grab that was for Dion. Yeah, there's another uh, running back or is a wide receiver, last name Edwards. Well, obviously he's he reeks of greatness. He's got the right last name. And then of course his son Schroeder Sanders. I think he threw for over 500 yards, five touchdowns, something crazy. Had a amazing game. And um, I just can't say enough good things. I love and watching an underdog win. I love it. Dion was also the first new head coach of a program that was a 20-point underdog or more to win their first game that wasn't an interim coach first. So pretty cool stuff there. And then in the press conference, in the press conference, Dion says this. I just peed all in my Cheerios. I mean, I'm all like, I'm, I'm ready to order some Colorado Buffalo gear. I'm like, this is great. And then Dion says this. When you see a confident black man sitting up in here, talking his talk and walking his walk, that's kind of threatening, isn't it? Ah, dang it, Dion. I mean, I was just all in, boots on ground, go buffs. Hashtag Go Buffs. Hashtag prime time. And you had to go make it about your blackness. Can I just think it's you did a great job? I, I, I was so fired up. I'm, I made a TikTok about this, y'all. I only make TikToks when I'm mad. When I'm mad, mad. Like, I, I want to pull for you. How about just get up there and talk about overcoming adversity, proving the doubters wrong, dancing on the haters' graves. Nanana boo boo. But no, I had to go. It's uncomfortable seeing a confident black man. No, it's not. And, you know, furthermore, I love to play a game called Is This Racist? Now, if I sat up here on this radio show and said, mm-hmm, y'all can't stand to see a confident white man. Makes y'all uncomfortable, don't it? That, that would be racist. I'm just going to tell you, that, that, would, that, that would be racist. I wouldn't say that either, by the way. I mean, for some reason, man, we just keep giving folks pass. Anytime the word black is thrown in there instead of white, it's 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 power to the people. But you're alienating a big group of folks, my friend. You're alienating a big group of folks. It was actually a bit of an eye-opener for me. Because I know I can have the tendency to alienate a lot of folks, too. So I, it was a nice little eye-opener for me. I'm going to learn a lesson from from what I heard from Dion Saturday. I still pull for him. I want him to do well. It was fun to watch. Fun to watch. Fun to watch these. But it's hard to call TCU a traditional school, but they did just play for a national title here recently. I mean, they're they've been good for a long time. But they're you know in Texas they they also ran though because it, it ain't they ain't they ain't Texas A and M and they ain't Texas. 
But uh, they've done, they've held their own. They've had more success than either one of them have had in the last 20 years. Let's see here. Let me read some more of the Guns and Gear text. Unknown Texture says, Have you seen Dion's post game interview making it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess I should have read their text sooner. Yep. You're welcome. Jerry says, Be nice to Dion. He's a pioneer. First black head coach in football to ever win a game, ever. That's how he was acting. That's how he was acting. One more text says, If I'd had my Druthers, I'd rather watch a prime rib cook than anything prime time. <laughs> man, I tell you what, I ain't never cooked a prime rib, but it's on my hit list. It is definitely on my hit list. What do y'all think, man? Does it matter to y'all? I mean, clearly it does, because y'all were texting to me about it before I even said anything. Like, just just enjoy the victory, man. Y'all were 1-11 last year. You've already equaled last year's win total. Got Nebraska coming up at home. You know, I think, I don't see any reason why. So y'all play like you did this week that you won't beat Nebraska. Just, just keep, 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 I don't want to say keep your blackness to yourself, but just don't make it about your blackness. You're bigger than that. You're Deion, you're Deion Sanders. You're a natural icon. National icon. Ooh. All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back. we got plenty more to talk about. Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. Phone line, 601-879-0002. And I'll tell you what, we'll take a call real quick. John called in. Hey. Yep. John, call back. This is the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back in to... The Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our good friends over at Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing. And uh, we're going to talk about a story here very soon about uh, about, about how you, why it's important to go to Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing. But look, it's plain and simple. they got two great locations to serve you. One in Pearl, one in Madison. You can find them online, GracieSouth.com. they got adult Jiu-Jitsu classes taught by Hoist Gracie Black Belt and former South Jacksonian himself, Mr. Chance Shepard. They have children's jiu-jitsu classes. What a great way to keep teach your kids bully prevention and discipline. And if your daughter wears a romper to a Morgan Wallen concert, they could be the next romper stomper. We're going to get to that, I promise. They also have Women's kickboxing classes. Also, so you can wear a romper and be the romper stomper at a Morgan Wallen concert. <laughs> There's a theme here today. They uh, Also, they have women's self-defense classes, a.k.a. romper stomper. Women is taught in a no-male intimidation atmosphere. Uh, learn how to defend yourselves. If you, uh, if you want to go check it out this week, the first week is free. Followed up with that, follow that by mentioning that you heard it on the show, and you're going to get 20% off moving forward on all your expenses. That's right. So, Gracie South, Jiu Jitsu and Kickboxing. And of course, they have women's self defense classes, kickbox aerobics, basically, cardio kickboxing, adult Jiu Jitsu, children's Jiu Jitsu, and women's self defense classes. So, check them out. GracieSouth.com. Let's go to a call. Hey, John, thanks for calling back. Good morning. 
Uh, I listened to the Dion uh, interview, and I did wonder, like, well, how was race interjected into this conversation? His blackness, I guess, as you would call it. And I said, well, what was he trying to say? I'm trying to figure out where was he going with this. And I guess I think he was angry at a reporter who had written some really negative stuff about uh Dion taking over Colorado and what the prognostication would be or projection would be for how they would finish or, you know, the season. So I think he was a little angry, a little frustrated, and I think uh, that came, that comment was made out of anger to some degree. But then again, I think that comment probably was made because if you look around college football, uh, there is an absence of African American coaches. Uh, if you look at the SEC, the SEC has only had, I think, they had Sylvester Croom uh, was the first African American coach from 2004 to 2008. First yes, African-American yes, I, 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 I'm very familiar with the Sylvester Croom era. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we, yeah, we yeah, barely, but, my fandom barely, barely survived it. Yeah, but here's the thing: you had Jackie Sherrill before that, and he put the program on probation, and folks forgot that Jackie Sherrill. Uh, he put so Sylvester Croom inherited a team, I believe, on probation. If so we if, if we can win another SEC West title, I will gladly follow that up with probation. Yeah, you know. So I was like, yeah, but here's the thing: this is what I would tell you. That's what I think when you listen to Dion's comments. To some degree, there's some truth to it when he says you're not used to seeing it because on Saturday we don't see a lot of African-American head coaches in college football. We can look at the SEC, Big Ten. It's sprinkled here and there. And so to some degree, he may be trying to highlight that, hey, there may be a problem here. If I'm an anomaly, when 75% of players uh, that play college football are pros, uh, African American players, uh, you you wonder like, well, where where's the mentoring or the coaching trees for the African American coaches? So you do think something might be there, might be something to miss here, and I think he does believe that there may be some degree of racism. Hey, let me ask. You look out there and you see that. Let me ask you this, and and yeah. and, I, and I'm being this is a dead serious conversation here. Yeah. Okay, so there are obviously there are a lot of white coaches. Do you think that's because you have more – and I do not know this is why I'm asking. Do you think that's because you have more white coaches that that work their way up through the system from high school to college to grad assistants yes. to, to position coaches, so on and so forth? So there's just, more, there's just more white candidates to choose from where – let me finish, let me finish the thought that. real quick. Hold I on. do believe that. Right. I do believe that. Okay. I do believe that, yes. And I have a theory – I have a theory on the lack of black head coaches because of yeah, that. But, here, here's but hold on, hold on. I'll let you finish. Let me finish. Um, I have a theory on it. A lot of these very successful black head coaches now are former athletes. And we can agree yeah. on that? That's true. Okay. Do you think that could be because so many of these, these modern athletes made so much money while they were playing that they just don't have to get into coaching? You know, anybody that retired, I don't know, pre-2005 or 10, let's just say 2010. That'd be 10, 13 years ago. They made so much more money than like what even a Dion made in his career that they just don't have to come back down and, and, and start at the bottom. Well, I, you know, I, I'll say if you look at the 13 years, I'll say the salaries were so big. Yeah, okay, but here's what I'm getting at. I don't think you have to be a former professional athlete to be a good coach. Me either, at, we, at all. Bill Belichick yeah, we, didn't yeah, play football. We can, yeah. yeah, you look at some of the best coaches 
they were not professional athletes as coaches. And what I will tell you is – Most NBA coaches weren't never even played basketball, you know. Yeah, but, but what I would go back to is you have to look at the mentoring and believing that this guy has potential and, you rec- and the recommendations to, to get into college football. The boosters have to be okay with you hiring, you know, a black coach, you know. And you, you have to know your boosters. You have to know your market. And a lot of times, I'll give you the SEC prime example, you know, the boosters just were, he was one and he stayed four years, but the SEC, the boosters may not want it. They just don't, they, they don't feel comfortable with it. So until the boosters and alumni feel comfortable with more diversity in these coaching trees as head coaches, you won't see it because the boosters run the program. That's just alumni and boosters. That's just it. So that's why you don't see it. So basically these ADs, they know what the boosters want. It's, it's a wink and a nod, but they know, okay, yeah, we may interview and we'll meet the NCAA's guidelines for interviews, but the boosters don't want it. That's just the way it is. You know, that's the bottom line, you know. So I, so there is a problem. I mean, when you look out there, there's a problem. And it's, I would say, a systemic to some degree when you start to talk about the coaches because college football has been around a long time. And you've seen, you, you know, there are coaches out there, but, again, they don't even get the, the interview. So, again, it's back to boosters and money. So and if the boosters don't want it, do you, you, think, don't, you don't get Do you think that the best person should get the job regardless of their race? You know, and I always say this. I always believe the best person should get the job. And, and, and that's one thing I believe. But what I will say is opportunity. At least open the door and expand your horizons a little bit. Because if you're saying, well, okay, I only want uh, 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 Jimbo or I only want uh, Harbaugh. Or I only, these are the only guys that I'm looking for. I'm only looking for Power 5 guys or I'm only looking for guys that are clearly established. But what about the guys that have done a good job in high school, junior college, uh, HBCU coaches? But, again, it comes down to the boosters, my friend. If the boosters don't want it, you know not to even entertain it. You can have an interview, but you know you better not hire them because the boosters don't want it. And if the boosters, the boost, that's what money is, my friend. So there is a problem out there. I mean, so Dion, he's highlighted something. I don't, I don't know if he was doing that on purpose, but if you think about it, SEC's had one, one. Bo- boosters, so, you know, boosters he, want winners. If there, if there's a, if there's a hot shot young black uh, defensive or offensive coordinator out there, mm-hmm. they're gonna get a shot. I mean, Kevin Samuels, well, I, Kevin Samuels, yeah. is that his name? That uh, coached A and M, coached Johnny Manziel, and Mike Kevin Sumlin, Kevin Sumlin, well, Kevin Sumlin. Yeah. You know, and, and he, he he got he got a shot, and you know, just yeah. couldn't quite get over the hump, and got fired like everybody else does. You know, after yeah, four yeah, or five that's years. True, but but what he I'll got another is, shot. He needed to back the coach. No, he's not. The, he went back to Houston, I think. And now, you know, then they ended up going another direction. But I mean, yeah. he, he well, people, people get shots. If you if you win, if you get a Heisman quarterback uh, QB, like it, look, here's the deal: if Dion wins ten games out there this year, um, well, I don't know. Schroeder's got what two years? However much eligibility Schroeder got left, that's how long Dion's going to be out there. Yeah, if, well, if he I'll if he wins, because I don't think he's going to drag him across the country again to go to another school, but. Yeah, but I, that's what Dion. I think that's where I think he was. That's where I think he was going with that. Is it is on Sunday or Saturday? You look up there. There just there just no African American head coaches. You know, sitting out there on Saturday or Sunday. So, right, so you do have to ask yourself. So I, well, okay. So I got yeah. you on. I got you on record saying it should be based on meritocracy. 
Yeah, big deal. Of course, of course. Okay. All right. But I, have a good day, sir. But I'll say this, and I, and I want I want to say this before I go. If you believe that everything's based on meritocracy, you have to think. Remember, women were not allowed to be officials at one time. So now you have female officials. See, that's the opportunity. That's called opening the door. That's that diversity thing that everybody cries about, that it's reverse racism or what have you. But gender equity is the same thing. That's diversity. That's bringing women into the programs to be coaches, to be kickers, to be whatever, you know. That's diversity. And if you have daughters, mothers and wives, remember, the 19th Amendment was diversity. That was giving women the right to vote, giving them it. That's inclusion. So that's that diversity program we all like to talk about. We just like to think it's about race because it's a good political narrative. Well, that's what it's been bastardized into. Thanks, John. Have a great day. Yeah, I wanted to make sure I got him on record there on meritocracy because if he didn't agree with that, I was going to say that we know we're going to have to. We're going to have to even things up in the NBA. Too many black players. We're going to, we're going to need a couple more. We've got to have the perfect amount of black, perfect amount of Asian, perfect amount of white. Every NBA team should look like their community. <laughs> uh, in Houston, in Dallas, we're going to need a lot more Spaniards on these NBA teams. In Salt Lake City, they need to be all white, right? I'm being a bit facetious, but... um. I don't know. I, let's not make it about race, Dion. That moral of the story, let's not make it about race. Let's read a couple of y'all's text messages. We got some breaking news from uh, from down at the uh, UMC, too, or Baptist Hospital, I believe. Uh, Jerry says, female got a job in NFL because she was female, not on merit. You know, the the Sarah girl, the, the, the referee, she's good. I've, I've met her. Uh, she's good. Uh, Charlotte says, I'm not a football fan, but just in general, what happened to hiring the best qualified coaches? Leave race out of it, and it goes away. For, and that goes for any profession. Yep. Let's see here. David, this is a lot, brother. Um, let's see here. What happened to act like you've already been there? You did not win because you were black, but his comments are not surprising to me. He does not know when to put the crap on the back burner. Why is it that... Why is it that black people and black coaches do not feel they are not successful until they are at white schools or white companies, but in the same breath they are talking about how racist white people are? So the same theory. The white man, the white man is, is colder. Why are you so concerned about coaching at school anyway? I, I don't know that I quite understand that one. Uh, I need to go back and read it. I mean, look, there's there's tons of black kid coaches. It, uh, be, uh, Predominantly black schools, you know, the HBCUs. I mean, there's black head coaches. There's good black head coaches at the HBCU level. And, and look, I ain't been a head coach. I, I, I rarely play sports, but I would just say this: if I if I wanted to, if I wanted to work my way up, you know, a lot of these guys they start off as these grad assistants, these basically hardly no paying jobs at these colleges, and they work their way through the system. You know, it's not a lot of, you know, it's kind of weird, man, what I gather from coaching. There's not a lot of guys that go coach high school football, and then then they take a, or let's just say they're a head coach at a high school. Then they take a position coach somewhere at a, at a small college. And then they work their way up to offensive or defensive coordinator. And then 
and then head coaches. That's not usually how it works. I mean, if you're in high school, they don't look at you like a lot of a lot of high school coaches ain't made it to the next level. It's weird, at least to the best of my understanding. Let's take a break, come back, shift gears, discuss some breaking news down at uh, Baptist Hospital. There's been a murder-suicide. We'll take a dive into it. We'll be right back. I hope you enjoyed this clip of today's Clay Edwards show. You can tune in live every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. on 103.9 FM, WYAB in Central Mississippi. You can stream it worldwide and live at WYAB.com, the TuneIn app, or Alexa. Just search WYAB. And, of course, you're listening now on a podcast, so you can just hit subscribe where you're at. We update daily right here on the Clay Edwards Show, and check out all things Clay Edwards at clayedwardsshow.com for shirts and more. Peace.